Mmm, do you smell it in the air? No, it's not Jimmy's gas. It is football. Guys, it's back. And so are we with a cup of Joe and Jimmy. And that rhymed. I'm a beautiful poet. And I didn't even understand. Yes. Um, hello everyone and welcome to the I Don't Know episode of A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. Thanks for sticking around and thanks for choosing us on this morning, afternoon, or evening when you're listening. I'm Joe Nugent, joined with my own brother, James. He goes by James at his new job. Didn't even tell him his name's Jimmy. Anyway, <laughs> his name's James, James Nugent. James, how are you? I'm good. Yes, I, I go by James. Um, I didn't realize when they were, they were asking for the name for my name tag and I put James down. I didn't realize that that would be what I had to commit to be for probably the rest of my life forever yes yeah. thank you james and we are joined by luke luke how are we doing what's up nothing what's I'm, up with you i'm doing good 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 uh i've got a question so you said good morning afternoon mm, or usually evening. i control these if you if if you like email someone or meet someone around 11 a.m is that good morning no. Is that good afternoon? If you say good that's morning not... at 11 a.m., you're a psychopath. Okay, but that's not good afternoon yet. What is that? What's 11 a.m.? No, 11 a.m. is the beginning. 11 to 2 is lunchtime, and lunchtime's afternoon. But that's not afternoon. Afternoon would be after 12. No, no, it's afternoon, but it's not afternoon, if you're going to say it like that. But that's what it is. What is what? Afternoon. Okay, so why would you say evening? Every time after 12 o'clock would be afternoon. So at 8 o'clock, would you say good afternoon? Evening's a farther time of the afternoon. Okay, so I can say good afternoon at 9.30 at night. You could. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, the way you're trying to tell these people to talk, you, you're you crazy. Good afternoon, everybody. Okay, got a good lineup for you guys. Actually, it's a terrible lineup. Um, we are gonna, We're going to quickly recap the British Open to move into the PGA Championship, golf's fourth and worst major that will be going on in two weeks. Uh, we will be going into a little training camp for NFL, because, guys, it's here. August is here. Well, if you're listening on a Monday or Tuesday, it's not here yet. If you're listening on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's here. And so is football. So with NFL training camp and then also college football, we will be starting discussions now. But that's our show. We're going to start off with What Burns My Biscuits, and we'll maybe throw in another segment. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Only you know. Only you hold the keys to the fortune. Cup of Joe and Jimmy. Whoa, come get your cup of Joe. Okay, it is time for What Burns My Biscuits. And this week, we have the all-knowing and all-handsome Joe Nugent sharing with us. Joe, what burns your biscuits? Do you guys really want to know what burnt my biscuits this morning and every morning? Sure. Thank you. I'm glad someone wants to know. 
I'll tell you what. When I go on Twitter and bam, I'm hit straight in the face with athletes only Twitter. And guys, it begins in high school with these people. I'm seeing tweets saying only athletes will understand and they go through a list of things they do through the day and it's like eat breakfast, go to school, after school activity, go home, eat, sleep. Huh. Uh, 10th grader Jonathan. Pretty sure we all do that, big guy. But thanks for saying only athletes will understand. Or you have, you know, Steven, 12th grade tennis team, saying only athletes will understand. Yet, you know, Steven, you, the only reason you're playing tennis is because your parents paid the coach a lot of money to put you on the team. Your life's no harder than mine. You're not going anywhere in college. You're not playing in college. So why don't you take it easy with the athletes-only Twitter? Because guess what? We all understand how lousy your life is. And then we move into the college. Collegiate. Collegiate. Yeah, collegiate. (laughs) Where we run into people that truly think that student-athletes are the only ones that have it difficult. Oh, man, I'm, I'm a student I'm a student athlete. I, you know, wake up, go to class, practice, study, eat dinner, go to bed. Oh, yeah, uh, thanks, Brad, who plays shortstop for uh, the team. I forgot that I don't wake up and go to class and then go to work and then study and then go to my second job. And then come back and eat dinner. You don't have two jobs. Hypothetically speaking, a lot of people in college did. My bad, Brad. I didn't have really a tutor that was helping me out with these classes. But I'm glad only you understand. Oh, only you're allowed to wake up sore in the morning and and walk to class sore. Yeah, I forgot. We can't work out. Us lousy, non-athlete folk. No. Why don't athletes Twitter get off their high horse and come down and stand on the same pedestal as the rest of us? We're all on equal ground, all right? Just because you play sports doesn't make you an athlete. (laughs) Okay? So get off the only athletes will understand with the little fist emoji that's pointing at us and the the face emoji where the smoke's coming out of the nose. Yeah, no, no. We all get it, okay? A lot of us have difficult lives, and you're not the only one. So not only athletes will understand, because guess what? No one understands you. Jonathan, that plays backup center for the basketball team that's last in the nation. My gosh. Luke, what do you have to say about this? Luke was a student athlete. So this is, I mean, but I, he never showed this on Twitter. So I felt free to say it here because I've never seen this come from Luke. It's, it's really ridiculous. If, if student athletes want us to hate them, we will. I will, I will say before Luke answers this, I remember Luke having some very early mornings. Um, having to go to practice and workouts when we were in college. Okay, but what about people that have very early mornings that have to go to their eight, their 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. diner job where they serve tables? It's not athletes only. It's people only that are trying to make it in the world. Before I get into defending student athletes, can you give me a specific example of someone who is a person that plays sports but is not an athlete? I mean, 75% of your high school athletics. I mean, it's ridiculous. These people are on the team. Show they have not they don't have an athletic bone in their body, but here they are in their fancy clothes that the team got them, strutting around saying athletes only. Oh, like we got it so tough. Oh, practice practice yesterday was so hard. Yeah, it was hard because the bench you were sitting on was hard. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, I don't really know how to relate to athletes' Twitter because right. I didn't really feel like I needed to complain about that type of stuff. I right. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, you know, take it as an opportunity rather than complain and think that oh, your life's harder than everyone else's. The athletes' Twitter is Twitter is definitely the people that just play a sport for, like you said, the gear. Right. and notoriety and girls or whatever because then it's hard if you have to wake up early because right. you're only doing it for a, a sweet jacket. Right. And you know what? Uh, Becky, who works at the funeral home, who has to see dead bodies all day and works terrible hours, I think she'd love to go run around on a field for a little bit and then get privately tutored and then have and all a, her meals and paid a free for college, and books yeah. paid for free college. That's for another day. So, hey – Sports guy myself, I love athletes, but when you're coming at me on athletes only Twitter, I'll take my Twitter, I'll block you, report you, spam you. I think this this reminds me of another part of Twitter that's kind of similar, and it's our generation tweeting that you're only real if you remember this or you watch oh, the show. Holy, oh, Jimmy, that's a great like, one. Like, save every, that. Save okay. that for another. Yeah. Oh, you're only real if like you remember this, and someone playing a PSP. Yeah. It's like, that was like. That was like 10 years ago. Oh, gosh, please. Yeah. Or like, you're only real if you remember this, and it's like the first ever computer. It's like, bro, you're 15. You don't remember that, <laughs> you idiot. You know? Right. Right. Save. I love that, Jimmy. I love where your, your head's going. This this Twitter stuff drives me crazy. But yeah. What about only 90s kids? Are oh, <laughs> my. Hey. What if, so oh, if you're yeah. born uh, Half the people tweet yeah. they were born in 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ricky. Yeah. You're 99, buddy. Don't even try this. Okay. Rocket power is something of a distant memory to you. You am I considered a luck, '90s kid? Good luck, Charlie loving freak. Am I considered a '90s kid? '96. I I would. A lot you, of the ones I do relate to. I did watch a lot of the shows that are. But, on but then a lot a lot of those things that only '90s kids remember are really early 2000s. There are some things. like yeah, like Tamagotchi pets and stuff. That was I was too young to play with those things. Do only '90s kids remember the OJ? Oh yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just as a whole, if you, I that's guess. a wonderful memory for yeah. the '90s kids. Yeah. So anything that happened in the '90s, no matter if you were still in the womb, only '90s kids will remember. Drives me crazy. I man, I hate Twitter, but I love it at the same time. You know, um, we're gonna have to move on. So that's what burns my biscuits, guys. And it well, it has such for a long time burned my biscuits. Athletes only Twitter, and half of you aren't athletes. <laughs> Can't stress that enough. Okay. Um, our, our first topic today that we are going to discuss. Are we athletes, Joe? You see that? Okay. People that, you know, they look at me and they look at, you know, we're going to have to cut a segment short because I'm going to go into this a little bit. People look at me, they see a shorter, yeah, a little chubbier guy, you know, definitely looks like I've enjoyed my burgers and my wings, you know, and I enjoy life and that's okay. Uh, I don't, I mean, these people with like, just washboard eight packs, like bronze stuff. It's like, buddy, do you even enjoy life? Like, this is frightening. Do you ever, do you ever just eat a slice of pizza and not go throw up or not go hit the gym for seven hours with your ridiculous steroids? Anyway, but I can, I can play a lot of sports at a decent level. I can't really play any sport at a very super high level, but. I can, you put me on the basketball court, I can hold my own. You put me on flag football, you know, because I'm not looking to get decked and my life ruined and tackle. You put I, me in I, flag football, I hold my own. You're a very golf good wide course, receiver. Golf course. I, I, can, I would say I, you're a very above average golfer. Golf course, I can shoot 
sometimes in the 70s, low 80s, high 70s. Um, what else? Baseball. You know, I played through high school. I know how to play baseball. I can play. Tennis. I was, guys, I was even tennis senior year. Actually, I was terrible, but um, that was a gift. See, that's an example of someone that played. They so, looked at me. so you are an athlete. Yeah. So I would say that, but no, no, no one else would because to be an athlete, you got to look like Luke, apparently. Oh, oh, so that this is what that conversation's getting into. This is what that it's ridiculous that people just look at someone how they're physically built and say, "Oh, what an athlete!" Yeah. If we were playing pickup basketball and, and someone, someone that's seven yeah. foot can dunk, what an athlete! If there was someone's um, Luke size, but they could be the most incompetent basketball player right. in the world. They would pick them before you, right? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, they're an athlete, like or someone that can, someone that's maybe really good at one sport and does something semi good another. Oh, wow, what an athlete! Uh, huh. I don't really think so. I mean, he made a layup. <laughs> My goodness! Oh, just phenomenal! What a what a prodigy! Give me a break. The only thing that frustrates me is like when people think I play in the NBA. Like, do you realize that Did I would you be? Play I would basketball? be. Yeah. I would be yeah. one of the shortest people in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, right. Easily. Like, oh my gosh! Like your center? Like you are you in the NBA? Like what? No, I'm a. I'm a- <laughs> I'm an attorney. Like, Did why you can't play college basketball? Yeah, and then people look at me and be like, like "What about me? Like, I could be in the NBA." Yeah, look but at no a, one look would at, ever look at me and automatically think that. Look at Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, well, Juggy like Jimmer Fredette. How tall is he? Jimmer Fredette's taller than you. He's like six four. I think. Yeah, not Jimmer Fredette. Who am I thinking of? The um, man, is there a really short white guy in the NBA? No, no. Ah. Well, Jimmy Fredette's not even. Maybe that's why they yeah. don't. Maybe that's yeah. why they don't. All right, bad example. Ask you. How yeah. tall was Pistol Pete? Uh, he was, uh, he was like six foot. But you could be five in the N- you could be in the NFL. Look at Braxton Berrios. He's like five nine. Right, but no one would like you exactly. Well, Wes Welker was short. Yeah, but they're all. You could have been the next Patriots wide yeah, receiver. But, but they all have washboard stomachs. But yeah, you liked the you liked the donuts, and, and that's fine. Like when I die, I'm not gonna die wishing I had a six pack. I'm gonna die wishing I had a six pack of donuts. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that just it drives me crazy with the whole athlete thing. Like, yeah. Um, like no coach would ever come up to you in the hallway and, and, and ask you if, if you want to play their sport. And you look at you look at so many NF even NFL players, and you give you put them in any other sport, and some of them are so incompetent. Even wide receivers in the NFL, you watch them throw the football around, and they throw like a little sissy. Oh, the classic thing is when you see these athletes uh, throwing the first pitch in baseball. Oh my gosh! It's like, yeah. it, it's like they've never held a ball before and just done a throwing motion. Yeah, you know, I I would be, I would almost say I'm a better athlete than some of them. um like some of the offensive line i don't know okay no i'm not gonna go there but yeah drives me crazy so we're gonna move in speaking of football we'll go right into football here we will go into the nfl training camps that are our advertisement we do have a word from our sponsors we're gonna go into that right now luke's got it (laughs) today's ad brought to you by people that play golf slow thanks for allowing me to um get sizzled out here by the sun for four hours while i uh lose my mind yeah thanks yeah my neck looks like the buffet line at a red lobster if those even exist i don't know if they do but it'd be a lot of red what it yeah what yeah. does that even mean it a lot of lobsters in line but my neck is absolutely fried because of the slow golfers we had some guys hit into us today some guys hit into us i i hit into some it was tensions were high out on the golf course today uh and guys i feel like i'm saying this every week I did come home with the trophy again. Uh, it's I'm going on a good run here. It's been like four in a row. 
But um, yeah, so NFL training camp, it's so early in the NFL season because it hasn't even started yet. But <laughs> we are just, we can't wait to talk about it. So what we're going to do here is each of us is just going to have a storyline that we're looking forward to this season. And we're going to share that storyline with you. And maybe you have a storyline you're looking forward to. Tweet at us. Guys, no one tweets at us. Nobody. Like, we ask you to tweet, and you guys just don't. We've gotten a lot of hate mail, though. <laughs> yeah, death I don't rest. know how they got our address, yes. but they, they send, they write out lengthy notes. Yeah. Um, but please, guys, please tweet at us, okay? We love you. So we're going to tell you about our storylines and see uh, what you guys think. And, Jimmy, what's, what is your storyline of the NFL training camps? I don't know if my uh, storyline has as much to do with training camp as much as just what I'm thinking going into this season. And something I'm very curious about going into this year is what the New England Patriots will look like. We obviously haven't really seen much attrition with Tom Brady with age. They'll be wearing blue and silver. Yeah. And Bill Belichick will be their coach. Okay. They have some white guys, some black guys. Are they still in Gillette Stadium? Yes. Okay. So, well, we haven't seen that much attrition with Tom Brady yet, but I'm wondering when's going to be that year that you kind of notice that, you know, his arm's not as strong as it used to be, um, not making the reads like he used to, and kind of what we saw in Peyton Manning's last year. So I'm curious, is that going to be this year? He, they, he lost some he lost some weapons. Obviously, um, the Patriots have a great organization, and they still have plenty of weapons, and they're still going to be a great team. But are they going to be the same New England Patriots we see every year? That's... That's to be seen. You never know because, I mean, the, this offseason could have been the offseason that Tom Brady really felt like he was getting older. He all, he'll always say that he feels the best he ever has, but there's going to be a certain point where we notice, you know, no, he doesn't have the stuff like he normally does. Maybe it's arm strength. Maybe it's not making the same decisions that he used to, things like that. Did you see Tom Brady's rocking the dad bod? I did. I don't know how you can just – it's impressive to have that – that figure with how much just just athletic stuff you do. Like, I know you don't have to be a physical specimen to be a quarterback, but still you would think he would just be like a really, really fit guy. But plus what he eats, like how do you get like that when you're just eating salad? He doesn't lift. He doesn't believe in lifting. Well, I don't either. Is that the secret <laughs> to being a great quarterback? But still, I, I mean, even if you're not lifting, you're still going to look just a little more fit than he does. What's wrong with the dad bod, though? There's, you know? nothing, there's nothing wrong with the dad bod. I'm just saying I'm what shocked. What does that even mean? I'm saying I'm shocked because he's, he's probably always doing drills and always like working out and stuff, but but does, he, he, he doesn't look. Does every NFL quarterback retire with a dad bod? Probably, and why wouldn't they? You know, they well, do their well, job with the dad bod. Will Cam Newton have a dad bod when he retires? I can't, I no. can't picture it. I'm sure Michael Vick didn't. Yeah, true. I've got an interesting storyline going into the 2018 season. Um, it starts with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm intrigued to see what happens if and possibly when Tyrod Taylor plays well this year. Let's say Tyrod comes out, plays well, and they finish six and ten, seven and nine. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good turnaround from what they had in the past couple of years. Do does any win is a is a turnaround? Yeah. The does their management decide? Oh well, Tyrod's playing. Well, do we need to trade trade him while his you know stock is high? Or, I mean, what like what what's what are they gonna do? Are they gonna? I have a feeling we might see Baker Mayfield take some snaps this year. Um, so you're assuming Tyrod's gonna play 
bad. I, I think he's a great quarterback, but I think at, at a at a certain point, you think Tyrod Taylor is a great quarterback. You well, put well, him among well, the no, list of greats. Sorry, sorry. I think he's a good. He's a very solid quarterback. But I think at a certain point, they're gonna realize maybe they can get more out of Baker because they've seen what Tyrod can do. Um, yeah, Tyrod's a good quarterback and he's experienced. But I think. I think after they feel comfortable that Baker has seen enough of the game and is comfortable with the playbook and feels like he can command the huddle, I think I feel like we'll, we're going to see Baker Mayfield play at a certain point this year. All all of it is depending how the Browns are doing, but if they're completely out of playoff position, like if like you said, like if they're having like a they've won a few games but they're not making the playoffs, I think there's a very likely chance we see Baker and Tyrod maybe start sitting towards the end of the season. I think that's fair. I have an unbelievably good heart rate. I mean, I never get sick. When the doctors, when I get physicals done, they're like, you, you, were sick. you are in perfect you were health. Sick. You were sick two weeks ago. Okay, a stomach thing. But what I'm saying yeah. is when <laughs> I go to the doctor. What, what do you do? Do you not define that as sick? Like, no, like my like my immune system is just no. impeccable. You, you were sick two weeks ago. Like, I can't think of the last time I've gotten like little like sniffles and cold, like a little wuss. No, were, when I get sick, sick it's ago. just food poisoning. I'm barfing up a storm, then I just rock it and I go play 18 holes you, the next day. You just sweat always, it out like a man. But you, listen, anyways, when I go to the doctors, they're just like, sir, like you have an un- unbelievably heart, unbelievably good heart rate. You're in impeccable health. Like you you're just in you're in great, you're in great physical form health-wise. And I got a dad bod. And it's like so be it, you know? It's like, if I'm going to enjoy my food and I have just unreal health and an unreally, just a superb heart, then throw on the dad bod because that's how I enjoy life. Anyway, you what my storyline to watch I was wondering where you were bringing here, that from. <laughs> my storyline to watch would have to be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what is going on with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is going to be out the first four games. Is that what it is? And can someone quickly pull up their first four games because it does not look good for the Bucs. I need that real I know quick. That, I know they stall with something. The defending champions, um, Philadelphia Eagles, in that time. Yeah, that, that's in there. Um, yeah, someone just pulled up real quick, real quick. I need it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Dun, 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 dun. Saints, Eagles, Steelers, Bears. Saints, Eagles, Steelers, and Bears. That's probably one win, and it's against the Bears. Yeah, so, I mean, they're staring one and three straight in the face to start off the season, and, um... <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan, I was thinking, for, I could not get Minka Fitzpatrick out of my mind because I was thinking about the Dolphins. They would, uh, they would be in big trouble yeah, if, if he was, was a quarterback. But Ryan Fitzpatrick will have to step in here, and can he get them to a better start than one and three? Because... I'll be honest. I mean, they have a, they're gonna they have a good solid team returning this year, but can they recover from a one and three start with Jameis coming back? I don't know. I think they're gonna Ryan Fitzpatrick's gonna need to give them a two and two start if they hope to make the playoffs this year. Do you think um, Jameis Winston is a buck and next year or come next year? I think it all depends with what happens as they look further into what happened. Uh, looks further into what happened, how he comes back from this, but yeah. and he, how it affects the team. If, and, if they really play, if they go zero and four, I don't think they'll be able to forgive Jameis for that. Oh, they would if he then went one twelves in a row. Well, I'm saying if that if that zero and four reason is the reason they don't make the playoffs, they'll be uh, they'll be very upset. But he's he is one um, incident away from no, there's no way, and then it's going to be hard for him to find another team because it's a mess. 
But yeah, they're my storyline to watch this training camp and how how it's going to be with splitting snaps between Jameis and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because yeah, you want to, Jameis is your starting quarterback, but not for the first four games. So how do we prepare? Their, their preseason will be very interesting. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be getting a lot of playing time. Um, okay, well then let's just transition into a little more amateur with the uh, college. And same kind of thing, guys. You know, honestly, storylines. What, I mean, practices are about to start up next week probably uh what are we looking for what maybe give me your your playoff prediction real early but it's coming labor day weekend is coming up and we have our first college football games i think august 28th thursday night ucf opens up the season right at uconn at uconn yep i mean it's coming guys and you better wake up because if you don't it'll slap you in the face and you're not going to be ready so if you are sitting at home and you're like wow my tv is just not good enough for college football Go out and buy a new TV mm-hmm. or go out and buy a new couch if the couch is the issue. Storylines. But before we get to the storylines, guys, quick word from our advertisements. This next segment is brought to you by the dad bod. The dad bod. If this means enjoying all the fruits of nature, all the foods and beverages, and living a healthy, fun lifestyle, sign me up, dad bod. I'll start off by saying what game I'm looking forward to week one. I think the FSU-Virginia Tech game is a very interesting one to look at. Uh, Joe's motioning to me that that was the one he wanted to do, and I'm sorry, but you asked us, so I went first. Um, I think it's going to be super interesting because it's Willie Taggart's first game, and you know you can only uh, start your your reign as a college as a head football coach so early, and you can only instill the program to how you want it to be so early, and it's going to take some time. So it'll be interesting to see. How he's brought them to where they. <laughs> I'm trying not to watch Joe making gestures to me right now. Um, yeah, so we'll see what Willie Taggart has them from where uh, from where Jimbo Fisher had them o- across his stint. So I think it'll be interesting. Virginia Tech's a very good team as well. So it's going to be a, a really big challenge for them coming off of just an awful season last year and very uh, probably emotionally hard season for them with losing Jimbo and ha- going through that really annoying time with him where he w- didn't really seem like he wanted any part of the job. So it'll be interesting to see. Just a really annoying guy. Yeah. Just a, I was never a fan of Jimbo Fisher and I'm, I'm glad the FSU fans finally realized that he's just maybe not the best person in the world. Um, my playoff prediction is that three of the four teams we saw in this last playoff will be in it again. You will see Alabama again, Georgia again, and Clemson again. That fourth, just because Baker Mayfield's not there anymore, I'm not going to say Oklahoma's going to be in it again. I don't know that fourth's going to be, but I'm saying three of the four will be back in it, and I don't think that's a crazy assumption. I'm not making any weird prediction right now. I think that's actually a pretty safe bet. My storyline for this year um, in college football stays home here in Florida. Um, Which program... um, Florida or Florida State are going to come out um, on the better end of, of the like, two coaching hires that they've had. Um, obviously, you know, in, uh, recruiting is so important in Florida, and you know, both teams have kind of um, had a rough start, but have recovered. And um, you know, now we're now we're about to play some games, so we're going to figure out what these teams look like um, scheme wise. Um, so I'll just be interested to see um, where they stand when the um, when they meet at the end of the year. And, um, yeah, um, my fit, my, uh, most intriguing week one game is, uh, Michigan, Notre Dame. Um, I always love watching that game. I know they haven't played in a while. 
Um, I think that game is um, at Notre Dame, so that'll be exciting. Night game. Week one, Ox will be at a wedding, so um, I'll definitely be streaming that. Um, at the wedding, I'm going to apologize in advance for that. Um, my four playoff teams are, in no particular order, Alabama, Clemson, Texas, and Michigan. Okay, Whoa. I like it. Does your Michigan top three? And I said in He's no particular in, order. In, Michigan's going to be in the playoff. They, I mean, they better. Otherwise, can we start asking for Harbaugh's job? Is that allowed? What last season showed you that Michigan's going to be in the playoffs this year? Uh, they're one of the youngest teams in the I was country. Say they got a good team coming back. They yeah. were one of the youngest teams in the country, and they also added um, Shea Patterson, who was a quarterback at Old Miss. He's uh, yeah. he's pretty good. Um, but actually, I have no but. Um, so my kind of opening matchups that I'm watching, of course, Week One Miami LSU is a big one. It's real. I mean, it, this is a game that. I just really would like to see the Miami Hurricanes win because it's a game they should win. And it's a game, LSU, they'll be, I mean, they're going to be okay this year, but nothing to write home about. They, they're they not coming out of the SEC. They always have a solid defense, but it's a game Miami should win. But can, will they be distracted by the huge Sunday night game in, it's in Texas, it's in the, is it in Jerry World? Will that distract a team that is not used to the limelight? I mean, last year was the first year they were really in that spotlight for a little bit, and we saw they faltered. As soon as they got to the top four, they go to lose to Pittsburgh, get trounced by Clemson, and lose to Wisconsin three in a row. Can they prove to the nation that this team is for real and beat a team they should beat in a hostile environment? And, yeah, it'll be exciting. But also what I'm excited about is a few weeks later, Clemson at Texas A&M, simply because I can't wait to see Jimbo Fisher just get trounced mm, mm-hmm, and say, mm-hmm. welcome to Texas A&M. The ACC just whooped you. Um, because Clemson is going to be very, very scary this year. And I'm just excited to see them kind of, yeah, give Jimbo a little wake-up call over there. The 12th man, the even Clemson's even going to beat the 12th man. Jim, Line up 12 yeah. on the field. Jimbo is always so adamant about that the ACC has topped the SEC. They've yeah. gotten better. And then he just gave a middle finger to the ACC with what he did, leaving a top program like FSU and going to Texas A&M. And then Texas a and is now going to see they're stuck with mediocrity. Speaking of conference disloyalty or loyalty, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really fed up with the whole conference loyalty thing. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. When People cheering for rivals. When your team is bad, so you just want to claim, oh, yeah, our conference is really good, so we yeah. had a, it was a tough schedule, you know, right. whatever. And, and the bad part of it is I say, I say that I don't do that, but it's the fact that SEC fans do that, it makes me want to cheer for, for ACC. Do you, do you ever get Flor- that feeling? Florida fans will want to absolutely kill Georgia in that cute little game they play in Jacksonville. And then when it comes time for Georgia to play off, Florida fans are now just diehard Georgia fans. It makes no sense. You guys make me sick with that, okay? Quit with the conferences. They're your rivals. Don't even dare, dare cheer for them. I could not imagine rooting for FSU because it's good for my conference. How sick would that be? It makes me want to puke right here on the microphone. It's disgusting. You guys should be disgusted with yourselves. That whole SEC is so toxic. It's It's toxic. Um, I think it's okay for like a conference like, or if you're not in the Power Five, like a conference like the American, where 
you know, you don't get much respect, but, you know, teams go out and beat these Power 5 schools. Houston. Oh, I, I always cheer for group of five schools Houston, to beat Power 5. Houston beats Oklahoma. Houston beats Florida State. Memphis beats UCLA. UCF beats Auburn. I mean, there's, there is a trend, so I think it's okay to cheer for yeah. And then, you know what? Come bowl season, if Pitt is playing someone in a bowl and I have I have no care of the game, I'll be like, yeah, sure, Pitt will win their, their ACC. But that's not the case with FSU or Virginia Tech, two teams in the ACC I hate. And so, I mean, yeah. Uh, and if it, if it wasn't for our connection with Clemson, I wouldn't cheer for Clemson. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I but I think the reason I don't like Clemson is because they're, they're just so darn good and, and they destroy crazy. us. But no, but I'm saying we still cheer for them because we have connect because because of Garrett. Right, right. But if it was if Garrett was never on that team, would we cheer for Clemson? Right, probably no, not. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Are you obligated to cheer for a team if you have a connection with the team? Um. Yes and no because or, or is there a limit to there's, that? Oh, there's a limit. Like Clemson's playing Miami, I want Miami to to kill them. You know, I hope Garrett has a good game. I hope Garrett's healthy and well, but I hope Miami just absolutely wipes the floor with them, and well, that hasn't happened. Yeah, we haven't scored a touchdown in the past two games. Now, if them, so. if someone that I knew, like thank God Garrett didn't go to FSU because I truly wouldn't be able to cheer for him in any game whatsoever. But that's not the case, and I can uh, I can root for Clemson at times, not all the time. So there is a limit. Um, and then a storyline that I'm watching, you know what? I will say I'm watching UCF. Do I think that they're going to go undefeated this year? No. Do I look at their schedule and think they can win every game on that schedule? Yes. And it'll be very interesting, very interesting. If they happen to pull the unimaginable and go undefeated, the conversations that will happen at the end of this year will be they will be uh, life-changing for college football. But it's going to be tough. It's always tough to get a new coach, a new system. I don't see it happening, but if it does, that will be incredible and very intriguing conversations will follow about what we do with this playoff system and what we do with these group of five teams. I'm not saying I think this would ever happen, but Luke, what do you think would be the reaction of the nation if UCF drops the first game? I don't think it would happen. I think they'll trounce but, UConn. But yeah, people people will give them the hardest time, and it's not fair. But yeah, they'll base off what they did last year. Yeah, and they'll say, "Yeah, we told you, you guys shouldn't have been." Which you can never compare someone a team from this year to last year. It's ridiculous, but it'll happen. But with UCF, honestly, I, the first game UCF loses, the nation will cheer, and that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, because they're such an underdog. Hey, they got to feel should. good that UCF's now hated. It's it's good to be hated because it means you're doing something right. That's yeah, how I live my yeah, life. I guarantee if, you, if people hate me, I'm doing something right. The next expansion, UCF's going to get it because they have that notoriety now. And they have that, even if it's an anti-following, they still have it. Um, but I, yeah, with UCF going undefeated again, I think they do have the chance. But there's always going to be those 50-50 games, games you need some luck on your side, some things to go your way. And UCF had a couple of those last year, and they did go their way. But you need that. Any team needs that to go undefeated. Very rarely do you just run the table and kill everyone. So I think UCF could do it. For sure, but I think maybe one loss going to come along the way. Is there a big tough game on that schedule? Yeah, they go to North Carolina. No, we have- North Carolina will be a much better team than they were last year. They all their injured guys, they're healthy. Fun fact: we scheduled that game the year after they played in the conference championship. So everyone's saying, "Oh, we don't you don't schedule any tough out of conference." Right, like conference. at the time, it was right. supposed to be tough, and it will now be tougher. North Carolina last year was terrible, but they had twenty of their starters out. It was crazy. Yeah, we um in a three in a three week span we play um at North Carolina, Pitt at home, and FAU at home as well. Okay. So we play yeah. Navy is home, Navy at home, which is nice. That's always a tough game. So this is not a cupcake schedule, but they can do it, and that'll be exciting to watch. 
All right. Well, I mean, this is just the beginning. We are just dipping our toes in the warm jacuzzi water that is college football. But we are going to move on now. And we are going to quickly mention what's happening in the world of golf because really that's the most relevant thing going on in sports right now is golf. Um, so we're going to go straight into that. No sponsors. We're actually losing money because people are not sponsoring our show. And it's, it's sad. So if you guys have sponsors that you want to send our way, please, and we will sponsor your companies, your anything you want. Just get tail to us and we'll shout it out on the show. But the Open Championship was two weeks ago. And where was it last week? Last week. Carnasty. At Carnasty. Carnasty. And the PGA Championship is in two weeks. And we're somewhere here in the middle of what is going on with Tiger Woods. Mm. On around 11.30 a.m. Oh. Sunday, a couple Sundays ago. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. I don't know why this sounds, sounds so far away, but uh, Mr. Eldrick Woods stood alone at the top of the leaderboard. Mm. His red shirt and black slacks flapping in the wind. Whispers were in the airs of, can he do it? Will he do it? Is Tiger about to do the unimaginable? Meanwhile, Jimmy is on the front row of Thunder Mountain. Yes. Jimmy's at Disney looking <laughs> up a Mickey ear bar. I was at, no, I was at, yeah, I was at Magic Kingdom. I was on the people mover. I, I told Mackenzie, I said, Mackenzie, I think we got to go home. And I, I and looked I, at Luke, I looked at uh, someone that's been on the show, Kurt Kramer, and I, I said, could this really be happening? Could, could this be the day? I mean, it's been, be the well, day? is it 2008 was the last time? 2008? It's been 10 years. You took a picture of it, Joe. I, was I took a picture of it, and I have the picture on my phone. I was 12 the last time that man won a major. I, I told Mackenzie, I was like, we might just have to go home, Yeah. and then after, you know, whatever happens, happens, we'll go to Epcot, because that was our plans later in the day. We were, I was getting off the people mover about to go back when old dreaded flop shot double bogey hole happened. It wasn't meant to be on that fateful Sunday, but I mean, shout out Devastating. to, shout out to uh, old Francesco Molinari, who really just played an unbelievable final round and played an unbelievable tournament and has pl been playing the best golf out of anyone for the past two months. He came and he single-handedly beat Tiger and the rest of the field and just really wiped them out. I was starting to think of what we were going to say on the podcast. And I'll tell you what. I'll Ugh. tell you what. I I know what Tiger has to do different. He proved to us that he can do it. He proved to us that he is relevant. He proved to us that he can win another major. He has to start these tournaments better. So in the PGA Championship, well, actually next week at W or this week for when you guys are listening. WGC Bridgestone at Firestone, where he's won what nine times, eight, eight times, something like that. He needs to start these tournaments quicker. No sitting on the cut line because then he'll go and have these unbelievable rounds Saturday, but he's still th four or five back going into Sunday and has to do the impossible to come back and win a tournament. He has to get in contention on Thursday and Friday and start these tournaments quicker. That way, come Saturday and Sunday. He's atop the leaderboard, and no one's better when they're in first place than Tiger Woods. All those Tiger doubters. He's never come back to win a major, ever, in his whole career. Never. That's a crazy stat. So he has to start faster. Have the lead going into the weekend. Stomp on people's throats and take Molinari, rip out his jugular. Yes. 
all those Tiger doubters over the years were yeah. sweating Could on Sunday. It. Yeah, I was starting to write on my list of people, of my suck it list, people that have just doubted Tiger over the years and looked at me like I'm a lunatic because I think Tiger can win another major. And I got ahead of myself. I really did. You know what? It, I, I was thinking he could beat Jax on Sunday. I was like, oh, no more is the question. Of can he win one? Can he win four? Can he win five? <laughs> but now it's back to can he win one? Yeah, I can agree. he win one? Devastating. I mean, you don't realize how long we had waited. Gut-wrenching. How long we had waited to see him on in the lead on Sunday. Heartbreaking. I, we have sat through so many rounds. So many rounds. <sighs> but. Kind of arousing, you know? Yeah, very. His body was tingling. The, the world seemed brighter when I saw his name on top of the list. This is one man that just... Ratings were just off oh, the charts. Off the charts. It, was, it, would, it will be, when Tiger wins his major, his 15th, it will be the greatest comeback in the history of sports. A national holiday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll be something... People will talk about for the rest of their lives, the rest of their children's lives, and the rest of their great, 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 great grandchildren's lives. And in the words of Tiger's son's shirt, silence the haters. I thought it said love the haters. Love the haters. <laughs> <laughs> silence them and then love them. Right, right. Yeah, I was definitely crushed. It took me a few days to recover from that loss. A um, couple things. I really enjoy... This tiger where he's like trying to win for his family, you know, like um, after his dad passed away, um, that was a huge motivation for him to win tournaments and win majors. And now like his kids are, you know, getting to that age where they understand like, you know, what he's doing, um, you know, where he stands in sports and stuff like that. So it's just it's cool for him to, you know, he was obviously crushed and, you know, they were there to watch him and, you know, he didn't get it done. But that's going to serve as motivation going forward for him. Um, to get to get one more of these or maybe a couple more. Um, okay. He wants his kids to understand yeah. that he's an assassin on the golf course. He is loyal. He has ended lives. Also, I didn't really hear much um, about Jordan Spieth after his round on Sunday. I, I think he shot seventy six or seventy seven. Oh yeah, nothing about him being a choke job. Yeah, tough. To, yeah, well they'll they'll nothing find about Dustin Johnson missing the cut. Yeah, but, if Tiger did any of that, it would have been. I mean, we way overblown. Yeah. I would also like to see um, every major participate in the Champions Dinner event um, on the Tuesday night prior to the major, I think, um, next year. An Italian dinner from Francesco Malanati oh, would, would be, be a banger. Yeah. What a good guy. I love, love, I love Frenchie. Hard, hard to not like. Yeah. It's love, like Dustin Johnson. I love like, Machesco. You don't do anything. Right. Love Mamali. You could have just punched him in the face out there. He would have just kept walking towards his ball. Yeah. Lenari, he's the, he's the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a nickname <laughs> yeah. for him? Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at guys. And we are at a spot that it is, yes, it tingles us. And it also, it scares us a spot of tiger, a bit of an unknown, but he he's on the prowl. He's lurking. And right now that gazelle is just out of reach, but soon just well, actually do tigers eat gazelles or those lions. Now ti- there's probably what do tigers eat? Lions eat people now. Yes, they do. <laughs> tigers they sure would do. eat a gazelle. Tigers are kind of in the jungle, though. Maybe like a koala. No, they'll go in like the plains where there's tall really? grass. Yeah, yeah. You've seen those videos. Like a Bengal tiger? Well, maybe not a Bengal tiger, but like a... Like a How come lions why don't... Do, every time I think of a tiger, I think of a Bengal tiger. How come lions don't eat the head of humans? Yeah, they like leave, they, always, they always find the yeah. head. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, poachers broke in, and tried to, broke in and tried to kill these elephants, and 
lions just mauled them and all they found was the heads and they just ate the entire body. Like that's incredible. They were sending a message. Very rarely do you hear animals eating other people. Usually it's like attacked and killed, but no, they ate. They fed. Do you think their eyes were open when they found them or closed? The lions definitely. Were, the unless lions the, were probably unless like, the lions were respectful, they closed them for okay, them. Yeah. But other than that, open. Um, well, on that note, that's our show. <laughs> what a lovely Summer. note. I hope you're not eating lunch <laughs> while this is happening. But yeah, Jimmy's eating. Um, but guys, thanks for listening and thanks for being our friends. And we uh, <laughs> thanks for we will hopefully be back very soon. And honestly, I think we're going to be back with a Tiger Woods major victory. And when next time you hear from us, college football will just be right in our faces, licking our chops like a I can't big wait. greyhound. I can't wait. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your love. And I hope that you have a great day, and I hope this made your day just a little bit better. Thanks for listening to A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. I'm Joe. That's Jimmy. This is Luke. We're all out. <laughs>